Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes. Yes. Welcome in. Balloon Party. Munganass St. Louis Acura presents it. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you here on 101 ESPN for an hour of uh, really NPR quality St. Louis sports talk, Jackson. That's what we have prepared for our audience today. Hello, friends. Hello, everybody. Nice. What what have what what delicacies have you prepared for this audience today, Jackson? Oh, uh, this is a fan favorite, I think. Uh, the Little Piddles Either Or Challenge. Oh, wow. Yeah, people oh, really that, like that'll this That'll be one. wonderful. And uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, on Thursdays, it's also a wide berth Thursday. Absolutely, Tim. For some reason, and I don't know if I went Tony Montana before the show, but I'm all hopped up today. And, and so when I'm all hopped up, and it's the Little Piddles Either or Challenge paired with, dare I say, parlayed with a wide berth Thursday. This show is up for snatch grabs today. This show is up for snatch grabs. Anything can happen over the next 60 minutes. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, we're dangerous today. Watch out. Yeah. Uh, so your suggestions, your recommendations, your requests... For the Wide Birth Thursday topic, 314-399-9646. Anything, and I mean anything, is welcomed in the Air Comfort Service text line. Uh, Jackson, what do we have going on in this either-or challenge? Let's get right to it, because that will give me a lot of time for the Wide Birth Thursday requests. Yeah, folks can send on in their Wide Birth Thursday requests while we do this either-or challenge. Uh, let's start it off. If you could have a successful season out of one of these two guys, would you pick either Jack Flaherty or Tyler O'Neill? Jack Flaherty. Yeah, it was kind of my call too. It was tough with uh, how because how good Flaherty's ceiling is. Uh, if you get a successful season out of him, it's probably a better return than you would get out of Tyler O'Neill. That's correct, and also my split second analysis was. I feel like with the way Jordan Walker is killing it, two hits yesterday off of Garrett Cole, Garrett Hole giving him all, uh, Garrett Cole giving all these compliments following the game. You can call him Garrett Hole if you'd like. Uh, it's up to you though. I, I want to. I don't want to tell people what to do as far as changing players' names to Hole. But uh, that that the Cardinals don't need Tyler O'Neill as much as they may need Jack Flaherty. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, I think that's why. Now, this next question, I think uh, will be you. Won't, I don't think you'll be able to insta call it just as well. Same question as above. So successful season on one of these two guys, but the two players are Stephen Matz or Dylan Carlson. I think the Cardinals have lowered their expectations for Dylan Carlson from where they were a couple of years ago. I mean, when Dylan Carlson showed up to the major league camp a few years ago, Dylan Carlson, listen, it wasn't at the Oscar Tavares, Jordan Walker level, but it was the next tier down, Mm -hmm. which seems now to be 
almost uh, revisionist history, but it truly was what it was. And now I think at this moment, uh, if, if, if we were to go, OK, do you want to buy your Dylan Carlson stock or do you want to sell your Dylan Carlson stock? I think a lot of people would be on the sell side. So because the organization uh, has had these hopes for Dylan Carlson, one would say, well, you know, then the logic would dictate that, that you would want Carlson. The thing is, they're pot committed to a lot of dollars with Stephen Matz. And again, it goes back to the rotation question marks. Uh, and this Adam Wainwright thing, again, maybe it's a nothing. And he's seemingly overcome everything thrown in his direction in his career, minus his surgeries that have taken him out. I don't think this is a surgery situation. But uh, Stephen Matz is under contract with the Cardinals, and he is going to be making a healthy amount of money through 2025, uh, $10.5 million this year, $12.5 million in 2024 and 2025. Point being, the Cardinals uh, need him to deliver, not just on the field, but also from a budgetary standpoint. So with that said, I'm going to go with Stephen Matz. I'm going to take the other I side. I think this Jordan Walker thing, Jackson, has kind of changed the game. Certainly, but I'm going to, I'm going to still go with Dylan Carlson for the reason being that I think a, a really successful season would jumpstart a guy who's clearly got a ton of talent, super athletic, a lot of potential, and then if he is working out, you know, have Jordan Walker, Dylan Carlson, and take your pick of like Lars Newpar, Juan Yepes. That's a good young core outfield to take into the next generation after Paul Goldschmidt, after Nolan Arenado, after Wilson Contreras. And then, you know, you have a really solid outfield, which you haven't had in such a long time. I think that getting Dylan Carlson jump started at this point in his career could be really beneficial down the road. Uh, there it is. Action Jackson. Counterpoint. All right. What do we got next? For the Blues this offseason, would you prefer them to either continue the field offers for players and get as much value as possible out of their current roster, or would you prefer them to begin the retool as hard as they can this summer with, for a better chance to compete next season? I don't know if we really have the choice here because they're limited by cap space, so I don't know if, that, that if, the, if there will be that luxury of making that decision. Doug Armstrong essentially said that, when he addressed the media following the conclusion of the uh, trade deadline window last Friday. So they're in a weird spot because comparatively speaking to the last time we saw something relatively similar, which was 17 years ago, they didn't have a number of players of the caliber that they have under contract. So one would hope that it could be a lot quicker, but I just don't know if getting one guy is going to be enough to get right. them back to where they need to be. So I don't know how to describe it. Unfortunately, I suppose it'd be the best way to describe it. It's going to require some patience. And therefore I would say uh, your former choice, Jackson. Yeah, I agree. All right. Next one. Would you rather have either Missouri guaranteed to make the elite eight this season? And then who knows what happens after, but guarantee or, or the other option is you have no idea what's going to happen this tournament, but next year, Kobe Brown is guaranteed to return to the Tigers. I would take the latter. I would take the latter. As would I. As would I. Okay. Well, because I mean, Elite Eight is is nice. As a Missouri basketball fan, my recollection I have I have seen it ninety four, two thousand two, and two thousand nine, and those were nice. But you don't hold it in the esteem of a Final Four. Missouri right. fans don't know what that would feel like. 
So, yeah, you give me Kobe Brown, and that means most likely two NCAA tournaments this year and next year to take a look and see what uh, can happen, and maybe that would be a Final Four. I'll take that yeah. over the Elite Eight run. Yeah, absolutely. And plus, even if you take the Kobe Brown option, who knows? I could still make it to the Elite Eight. I just, you know, and under this premise, it's just a total hypothetical. And the final one, the either-or challenge. Now, this one, this one's going to be tough. I think you're going to chew on this one for a minute. Okay. If you had to pick one of these two sporting events to watch, but you could never watch the other one again, and now I'm going to put a disclaimer on the back end of this one. Would you pick the Masters or the Stanley Cup playoffs? Now, the latter, if the Blues are in it, you can watch it, but only the Blues games. Uh, then the Stanley Cup playoffs. That, that disclaimer was huge. Right. What a huge disclaimer. Yeah. yeah. Then the Stanley Cup playoffs. I, could, I mean, the Masters... I look forward to the Masters year-round. I am sad on the Sunday night of the Masters because I have 361 days for another Masters. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's the Masters, especially when you say you can watch the Blues when they're in the playoffs. Right. So, the, so at that point, you made what was going to be a 15-foot putt uh, a tap-in. Sure. But even if, if I would, didn't put that disclaimer on the, the back end, I feel like the automatic answer would have been the Masters. Uh, eh. I don't know. I don't know on that. If I can't watch the Blues in the Stanley Cup playoffs, I don't know about that. Yeah, I know. You allow me to watch the Blues, that that changes things. I mean, hey, listen, I'm going to look forward to seeing the, you know, Bruins and uh, whomever they have to deal with, maybe the Ning. uh, But, you know, that's that's not anywhere near from my personal preference to the Masters. Now, you say you can't watch the Blues and they're playing in even the Western Conference semis, much less the Western Conference final or the Stanley Cup final. And I can't watch that. That's going to be, and that's, and it's, and on top of it, Jackson, while the Masters, that's four days, mm-hmm. as uh, everybody listening to this, I would imagine, can attest, every other night starting in mid April of 2019 to mid June of 2019, you were taken on an emotional roller coaster intensity that really is rarely duplicated in sport. So, you know, I have interest in the Masters because my love of of the game of golf, but I don't necessarily have an intensity for it that the Stanley Cup playoffs duplicate. And whether it be a home game or navigating a road game, you know, that's a a whole different animal right there. So there's my reasoning. Thank you for the disclaimer. Thank you for the the tap-in putt is what I say. Yeah, I'm a gentleman. What are you going to go with? Uh, the Masters. I'll, I'll, I'd pick the Stanley Cup playoffs and I'll watch again if I could watch the Masters. Apologies, Even but that's with just the, the truth. Even with the Blues playing? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, here we go. 314-399-9646. Have at it. Honesty and media, is it not? Is this not honesty? No, I understand, but I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> Candidly, you're surprised. <laughs> I get now that I'm gonna now because you three bet me, I'm gonna have to think about it, even though I still think I'm ahead. <laughs> I think he might have ace jack and you think I'm gonna fold, but no, I I, I don't I don't know. I yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess maybe. Your love for golf isn't as intense as mine. I think my love and for your, playing it. your apathy toward the the blues and more broadly hockey is certainly up there with damn near anybody working in St. Louis sports media. I actually don't know who I would put past you. I think I'm the pioneer. Uh, I think there are a lot of guys who fake it actually, but I'm, I'm not in the mood to call any names out here <laughs> no. today. Nor am Probably I. Probably people can figure them out on their own. <laughs> but uh, 
yeah, yeah. I mean, two months of Stanley Cup playoff hockey. I love Stanley Cup playoff hockey. So yeah. It would be. I mean, listen. This is not you. It's not an easy choice. You made it easy when you said I could still watch the Blues. Right. All right. Your uh, thoughts are welcome. Three one four three nine 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 six four six from the six three six. Fire his ass. There we go, Jackson. Oh, is that from our boss? Oh, it's not. Mm. Oh, Jackson. I mean, just you know, Man, this is honesty in media. If you want, honesty, that's what it's always been called. It's honesty in media. I'm not going to lie to you. This is honesty in media, and I agree with you. Your like my intensity for golf isn't the same. I playing golf is probably similar, watching it not as much, but the Masters is like I stop what I'm doing to watch that. Rick is now playing a meta troll job of all time. That is from the 618. Of course, this little rich kid country club boy picks golf. That's from the 636. I don't know what to tell you. A lot of people play golf. You know, that's Tim, rude. Tim, Tim, you would rather watch the Masters than the Stanley Cup playoffs. My South City friend Jackson, I would assume Masters, but you disappoint. Well, again, let's 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 reemphasize what Jackson presented. I can watch the Blues. I just can't watch anybody else. And then I can still watch the Masters. Yes, that's that's my answer. Right. I don't know what to say. I don't I there's absolutely no apology for that. Now, had it been put to me that I cannot watch any of the Stanley Cup playoffs, including the Blues, ever again, that's a different set of circumstances. But Jackson allowed me to have the tap in, and yep. I, you know, I'm grateful for it. Listen, I saw a putt, and you know what? You took the hole, so just pick it up. Let's move on to the next one. Make it the NBA Finals for Jackson. Okay, you can't watch the NBA Finals or the Masters. Take your pick. I'm not watching the Masters. I'll, I'll never miss the NBA Finals. Wow, you insta-shipped that, too. Not even a question. You could pick any sporting event in the world. Uh, I would... I would drop everything for the NBA Finals. Tim, my wife asked me what we were doing for Easter, and I simply said, watching the Masters, the rest doesn't matter to me. That's from the 314. I got to be honest with the 314. I didn't necessarily have it that exact conversation. My parents are out of town uh, Easter weekend. Uh, and uh, so, you know, getting getting my side of the family together wasn't even an option. Anyway, I just said to uh, my betrothed, I said, uh, listen, lady because i was raised <laughs> right, the right way right right so listen lady i don't give a damn what easter egg hunts are going on as long as the eggs aren't hidden around the tv because <laughs> it's masty sunday and that is where i am committed you celebrate whatever you want to celebrate and the tykes can celebrate whatever they want to celebrate but i'm gonna watch uh i'm gonna watch uh, ricky fowler shock the world that sunday on easter that's what wow. i'm gonna watch Ooh, yeah. prediction the green and the orange that's what you're gonna see it's gonna be like <laughs> the irish flag that's what you're gonna see on sunday all right uh wide birth thursday anything and i mean anything is welcome and like i said i, I sat down like al pacino with michelle pfeiffer and just had heaps right before the program and i'm all hopped up today jackson so today's wide birth thursday could be one for the ages. The thing is, it's in it's in the arms of the audience, mm -hmm. and you can distribute whatever questions, comments, deep dive requests you want. Send them in, 314-399-9646. If you want to go in more in detail, you can email me, teamacurnan at insidestl.com. You can communicate directly via the TMASTL app as well and just send a message. Uh, it is all coming up here on Balloon Party, which is driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota here on 101 ESPN. Back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. 
Welcome back to Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Hacker, and Alton Toyota here on 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan in action. Jackson with you. And Jackson, it's a wide berth Thursday. And as you can probably tell, unless you have sworn off the Air Comfort Service text line for life, we are getting dozens of wide berth Thursday questions, comments, requests, and oftentimes personal insults. Uh, have you taken a gander? Oh, I have, yeah. Anything stand out to you? I mean, it can be a Sadie Hawkins. You can be the pretty little princess who walks across the square dance and asks me to dance. Uh, you know, I'm looking. Um, I'm kind of giving it a once over. They're coming in fast and furious, so I wasn't able to really dig in to find my favorite. Um, a lot of people calling me a loser. Uh, I see that. <laughs> um, I don't know if we can deep that into that. I did see a number of those. Yeah, so, um, you know, that's fun. Um you shake it off. Yeah, yeah. You shake it off. Yeah. Uh, the one about uh, first player to hit 30 home runs in the MLB season. Yep. I did Gorman, like that. I actually Walker. thought there were so many that were really good that I thought, uh, you know, sometimes it's deep dive today. It may be rapid fire. I love it. It might rapid be rapid fire because there's, there's so many of them. But yeah, who was it? was Jordan Walker, uh, Yepes, and who was the third one? Nolan Gorman. So many. I can't. Uh, who, who's that? Gorman? Yeah. Nolan Gorman. <sighs> Boy, that puts me to the. I, I listen. Maybe it's I just I don't think so. I've been paying attention borderline religiously to the Cardinals ever since I went to my first game in August of 1982. And when I say that, it isn't said to be hyperbole. It really is how I've lived. And I'm incredibly grateful that, you know, working in St. Louis, it's been able to to be the way that I, you know, make a living. But I was doing it before I was making a living. And I'm, I'm saying that to give some semblance of context on what I am about to state regarding Jordan Walker. I think we might be on the verge of the next big thing in St. Louis sports with Jordan Walker. And I'm not just talking about talent. I'm talking about personality. I'm talking about likability. And I think some people who may be around him on a regular basis are seeing that and maybe we're not aware of it uh, up until a month or so ago. And I think plenty of people in St. Louis who will be there on March 29th when the Cardinals take on their storied rival, the Toronto Blue Jays, to open up the season uh, may not be aware of who he even is at this moment because you'll have a lot of casual fans with uh, it opening day, which is totally cool, whatever, but that's different than, say, going to a game on a Tuesday night against the Pirates in May and really being into it. And so when it comes to Jordan Walker and what I am seeing from him, uh, I mean, you had Garrett Cole heretofore known as Garrett Hole <laughs> complimenting him yesterday. Yeah. You know, he got two hits off of him. He was talking about, you know, there was a runner at first base or runner at second base, I think it was. And he shortened. He's like, I knew, I knew I had to shorten my swing because the pitchers were both out there dealing. And I'm like, God, it's a spring training game. If he would have just walked off the field because he felt like putting, you know, I don't know if anybody really would have complained. Point being, it isn't that big of a deal. But here he is thinking through the situation of a scoreless game in the fifth inning of a game in March where half the team is back on the Atlantic side of the state. And then he delivers with a line shot to right center field. Plus, he can absolutely hammer the baseball. He can fly. He And then he's got this likability and charisma. You just have, he has it all. 
And I didn't feel this way for the record about Oscar Tavares. I, 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 if anything, actually, I recall right around, I think it was the 2014 trade deadline. I was kind of hoping they were going to trade him away because I felt like his stock was ridiculously high. And I just kind of saw some things that I wasn't really sold on as far as him living up to the hype. But this Jordan Walker situation, Jackson, he's a monster. I am really, really fired up about it. You know, he's 20 years old. I mean, he is 20 years old. You just don't see this kind of thing going on too often. It was like when Bryce Harper hit free agents and people go, usually when somebody hits free agency, they're approaching 30. Jordan Walker is, from my standpoint, going to be, barring injury, in the Cardinal starting lineup here in a few weeks on opening day. And I think he is going to be one of the biggest stories in baseball. And you can book that in the prediction area on March 9th, 2023. And therefore, even though Nolan Gorman certainly can hammer the baseball uh, and hit for power, I am going to go with Jordan Walker. There it is. Play is in. Yeah, I would say if I was putting betting lines on those three players that were put in, I would say Walker's minus 120. I would say Gorman's plus 140. And Yepes is plus two fifty, um, and I think. Oh, I like I like that you've broken it down. Yeah, and I think while Walker's the favorite, just because like everything you just said, and I mean when he swings that bat, man, it's so natural. He just looks incredible just by the eye test alone. Then you look at his numbers this spring, just disgusting, like a one point three three OPS, just filthy. But Gorman has a little more experience in the major leagues, combined for thirty home runs with minors in major leagues last year. So I think that you get value on that plus 140 from uh, Nolan Gorman. There you go. Uh, all right, uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, I want to do rapid fire as many as I can because we've gotten a billion, and I'm sure we'll continue to get a bunch. Uh, Tim, who do you think will have a better career, Walker or Cunha Jr.? Uh, Walker. Yeah. I I, the other thing about Acuna is that in 2019 when the Cardinals were playing the Braves, it was a hell of a series. One of my favorite moments from that series was Yadier Molina hitting a sack fly to win the game four to keep the Cardinals season alive. And then they went back to Atlanta and won game five, beating the hell out of the Braves, which then led to Mike Schilt's fiery speech, which Randy Rosarina was kind enough to live stream. And then coincidentally, <laughs> and I want to emphasize just an absolute mere coincidence, he was immediately traded to Tampa that Acuna at the time was considered one of the best in the game. And I feel like that has changed. I think part of that is uh, he has uh, a different approach to the game than I get the sense Walker does, and I think his stock is already in in decline. So yeah. maybe with another option, and I might go differently, but uh, part of it is because I would sell my stock in Acuna right now. Uh, if you were able to purchase any two Cardinal prospects baseball card other than Walker and Win, who would they be? That comes from Wheeler. That's a good nice. question. That's a nice question. Jackson, what are you going to go with? I'll go, I really like what I saw from Tink Hentz. Um, but I th- It's absurd movement. And again, super young. Yeah, I'll go Tink Hentz and I guess McGreevy. Just based on McGreevy was the name of uh, the kind of the mean pitcher in Little Big League. And I really enjoyed him, especially his turn to the, to the good side for the Minnesota Twins. So I'll go with McGreevy and Tink Hentz. All right, McGreevy and Tink Hens is the play. And we're getting a bunch of t- – look at the – my God, look at the text uh, line fire up with yeah. uh, Tink. Thoughts on live golf versus PGA? Boy, look at this. A lot of people with the Tink Hens. People love that play. Uh, well, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a two-hour podcast waiting to happen. 
uh, initial thoughts when it all happened. I thought the PGA's strategy of attempting to defeat Live Golf by associating it from a PR standpoint as dirty money from Saudi Arabia was a misguided strategy. It did not work. The PGA now has adopted a lot of what Live Golf has done. They've essentially created a, a two-class system on the PGA Tour, the haves and the have-nots, when the rich will get richer and the poor will get poorer. And poor, of course, is all relative because you still have people making a lot of money to play golf. But uh, certainly not everybody is making the kind of money that Rory McIlroy, uh, for example, and John Rahm make. I think the live golf thing, if I had to bet, will not be around in five years. I have zero loyalty to the PGA Tour or to live golf. I'm just telling you exactly what I think. Uh, I am a golf fan, and I haven't watched a split second of it, nor do I really miss those players. But if they were back on the PGA Tour, I think it would be great, and I think it will be wonderful when all are under one roof at Augusta National here in less than a month. But I would, uh, if you have any stock in live golf, I would sell it. At some point, even though I realize Saudi Arabia has eternal money, uh, it is an investment fund, and eventually even the wealthiest get tired of seeing losses, and I just don't think this thing is long for the world. Uh, More likely to happen, St. Louis Pelicans, as in an NBA team with the uh, New Orleans uh, franchise moving north, or St. Louis NFL expansion slash Battle Hawks merge into the NFL. Jackson, you get to you get to tend to this one. Well, so for the former, is he saying the six one five? By the way, the New Orleans Pelicans is the only team that could move, and it wouldn't be expansion. If that's the case, I would put that very unlikely. So then I'm kind of you know flipping the coin. If it's any NBA team expansion or otherwise coming here, I would say that is more likely than the NFL, especially after what happened in 2021. I just don't see the NFL coming back to St. Louis, and most of it is just because the NFL wouldn't go back into St. Louis. The and, and by that I mean it has nothing to do with the lawsuit. I don't think that that I, I I think the NFL saw St. Louis is all of a sudden had a trajectory of say Austin, Texas, twenty years ago, or Nashville, Tennessee, ten years ago, uh, that they would go, oh my God, we've got an opportunity to get get into this hot market that is still, even though it's not huge, it still is the 22nd largest region as far as a television market goes. And perhaps it would have grown by that time. I just don't see that happening. I think the NFL's expansion is more likely to be international than it is to be to a Midwest city. I would, I personally would love it, but I just don't see it happening. So by default, since I consider that to be a zero probability, I have to give the NBA thing the play, even though I don't necessarily consider that to be particularly likely as well. All right, time management skills, terrible on this show, as always. That is Jackson's fault, and Jackson yeah, has acknowledged it, and he's already texted me to uh, to apologize. We have a million questions, and I guess it's just going to be rapid fire today. A lot of good ones coming in. You can send yours in, 314-399-9646. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN. Right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. It's balloon party on 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan action Jackson with you to the top of the hour. And uh, we welcome people to uh, send in their questions, comments, requests for deep dives via the Air Comfort Service text line 314-399-9646. We, uh, we're, we're dealing with, uh, Jackson, a record number 
of uh, of texts for the uh, Wide Birth Thursday. Love it here today. Yeah, God bless America. Uh, let's see what we got going on here. Colin Morikawa now leading the players Ooh. at six under. I went heavy on him this week with my rosters for the for the record. And uh, uh, Missouri University of Missouri grad Hayden Buckley. Got a hole-in-one yeah. on the uh, famous Island Green, number 17. So he was uh, off to a good start, as anybody with a hole-in-one would uh, be. I think he's fall- he was in the lead, and he's fallen off since then. So uh, the players is underway, and a hole-in-one for the University of Missouri grad Hayden Buckley. All right, uh, guys, Piddles is now giving us updates about things that didn't happen in the NBA. What did you, what did you update people on that didn't happen in the NBA? Kevin Durant slipped and fell and uh, hurt his ankle last night in warm-ups. Uh, there's video evidence of it, but there, but there's controversy as to whether or not it happened. What? Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm just reading. I'm, no, I'm going get, through for the Wide Birth Thursday. I'm so says, confused. Is now giving us updates about things that did not happen in the NBA. That absolutely happened. He was about to make his home debut. People in Phoenix paid a lot of money to go see him, and he slipped in the warmups and didn't play. All right, I'll let you tend to this offline with this uh, person texting in. Uh, let's see. The Pelicans lease is up at the end of next season. This is where the speculation comes from, you Ren and Stumpy wannabes. That's from the 615. So just because their lease is up, that means they're moving to St. Louis? I don't see the correlation there. There's a lot of, there's a lot of cities ahead of us in terms of NBA's destinations. Name 50. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Jordan Walker is the next Ken Griffey Jr. If you could get Mike Trout for Mason Wynn, Tyler O'Neill, and Tink Hentz, would you pull the trigger? That would be leave you with an outfield of Jordan Walker, Mike Trout, and Lars Newtbar. Tyler O'Neill, yes, Instacall. Why the Mil- Mason Wynn-Tink Hentz thing puts me to the test, and then the dollars committed to Trout. I don't know on that. I, I, I like I like this because it puts me in the tank. It's not a, It's not as easy, perhaps, as one would think. Jackson, where do you go on it? Can you read the question again? There's the texts are coming in fast and furious. Oh, Jackson's sideways. With a, so Jackson's going to be fighting an audience member. Jordan Walker is the next Ken Griffey Jr. If you get Mike Trout for Mason Wynn, Tyler O'Neill, and Tink Hentz, would you pull the trigger? That would leave you with an outfield of Walker, Trout, and Newt Bar. No, I would not because um, I, I just feel like that's a flashy move right now. But you got to think of the value of the three of those guys combined could be I mean, uh, you could have an ace pitcher, uh, an all-star caliber shortstop. Uh, I just I, and Lars could be a real nice piece. I don't know. I, I think I'd stick with what you got, uh, young talent over uh, superstars, but superstars in the middle to later part of their career. That's that that that's the part for me. Uh, Trout, for the record, I mean, he's he's Arenado's age, right? But he's making you know. Thirty-seven million dollars, uh, so you know you would have quite a spot there. And at some point, this team is going to have to. I mean, they don't have a choice. Acquire pitching, and so you, you're you could be creating a uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim situation right. that happened a decade ago, where they went out and had Pujols, Trout, and Hamilton, but. Their number one starter was either Jared Weaver or C.J. Wilson, and they didn't do a damn thing with it. Uh, I heart you, Jackson. How about that? There you go. There's some support. That's nice. Thank you. Uh, Let's see. Is Whipping Boy finally willing to admit he was wrong about the Battlehawks? There's still time to jump on the bandwagon, you basketball-loving freak. That's nice. That's a nice thing to call somebody. Um, Oh, no, it's 314. 
Oh, that's surprising. Um, I I said I'm in full support of the Battle Hawks. They just don't necessarily interest me as much as some other people. So uh, I, I don't know how one can be wrong about an opinion or their interest level, but, you know, I, I don't know what to say to that. Okay. I, I think if anybody was wrong about it, it would be me. And I'm not falling on uh, the sword for you here, Jackson. I'm, again, because the program is really known as Ren and Stampy Wannabes or <laughs> Honesty in Media. And I was the one who said, I just don't see there being an appetite or enthusiasm relative to what wound up happening at the end in 2020 before the pandemic with the Battle Hawks. And the enthusiasm through the first two weeks, in particular after the week one win, and then you had the Thursday night win in Seattle, uh, shows that it is still there. And I just didn't see that coming. I don't really remember you being all that outspoken about it one way or the other, but maybe you were. I just said I wasn't. I was, wasn't I was like, scrolling through Instagram. I don't know. What's that? <laughs> I just said I wasn't like, it's not enthralling to me. Like I'm not like like super excited. Like I can't wait to watch the Battle Hawks. I said it's great for the city. I love that there's another franchise in town, but it just doesn't capture me like it does some people. I don't think that's like a, a outlandish take. It's not even a take. It's an opinion. <laughs> but isn't it taking an opinion? Yeah, the lines are certainly blurred recently. <laughs> well, I, I I think what you're going to see at the Dome on Sunday, and actually as weird as it is, the fact that the weather is not going to be great is probably right. a good thing. Yeah. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but when you have that building, you know, it's not like it's like, oh, it's a crappy day. Let's go to the, you know, that building since it's crappy out. But uh, I think they're going to have an incredible crowd. I think there's going to be one hell of an atmosphere. And if you would have asked me um, four weeks ago if they would have an over-under of 30,000 fans at the Battle Hawks home opener, uh, I would have easily gone under. And now I think there will be in the 35,000-plus range. And so, hey, great thing. I mean, what has happened here for the Battle Hawks uh, and STL City uh, over – you know, the last month with the blues falling off and those two starting their season, uh, two and oh, and now two and one with the battle Hawks, you couldn't ask for much more. And so I think it's going to show a great deal of enthusiasm, whether one is into it or not, one can still observe that there is a following for it. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, I might not be into auto racing, but I recognize that it's got a huge following. I don't condemn those who follow it. I just personally am not into it. So God bless. And on the other side of things, whereas I have a huge interest in golf, I recognize plenty of people don't care about it, but also it's got a, it's got a significant following as well. I just don't force it down people's throats when I'm doing shows because I know for the most part it doesn't have the mass appeal minus a handful of tournaments or a name like Tiger Woods that other sports do. So that's 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 my my theory on it. All right, it is uh, uh, 1048. The program is flying by. I'm going to try to go rapid fire uh, when we come back because we've got so many. Send them in, 314-399-9646. It's Wide Birth Thursday here on Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura. Here on 101 ESPN, uh, Tim McKern and Action Jackson with you on the show. All right, uh, Jackson, 
let's see what we got here. The Cardinal win total is 88 and a half. If the Cardinals were in any other division other than the Central Division, feeding on bottom feeders who clearly are not even attempting to win, what would their win total be? Well, we got we to gotta tend to the fact that the schedule is now different than what right. it was last yeah. year. So you, you do have that element of the conversation. I don't know. I, I, I have to tell you that, you know, when you get new information – you have to, well, I don't, you don't have to, because really the cottage industry and media right now is to never, ever acknowledge that you may have been wrong and die on a hill and then just move the goalpost, to be real candid with you. But uh, in this case, I feel like there's some new information here. And while we knew it was possible, Jordan Walker, from my standpoint, is new information. Now, the Cardinal starting rotation situation, you could also consider that new information, and it might not necessarily be a positive but um, I, I think that 88 and a half is a good number and it puts me to the test. I think when we were asked this question two weeks ago, I said it's going to be between 85 and 88 in my opinion. So I was going under. But if you have Goldschmidt, Arnato, Contreras, Walker, and then if you can get some contributions elsewhere, not necessarily at that level um, of an MVP caliber level of Goldschmidt, Arnato. That uh, that's a world changer, and because uh, you're you're adding on um, a, a talent level that we haven't seen in a long time around here, coming up in a rookie year to be exact, about 22 years. So uh, the rotation certainly can be the variable, but what Walker is doing so far, and the way people around baseball are talking about it, and the Cardinals are talking about it, that gives me reason for optimism beyond where I was a couple of weeks ago. Tim, you talked about Missouri basketball. Don't forget the elite eight run uh, by the 1993-1994 undefeated Big 8 champ Missouri basketball team. I thought I mentioned 94, 2002, and 2009, but I could be off the mark. They lost to Arizona in 94. They lost to Oklahoma in 2002, and they lost to UConn. In 2009, I was at the 2002 and 2009 games. Is it possible to hope that uh, City is a huge success and have a very positive effect on our city and still think soccer guys are pretty douchey? Thanks. That's from the 3140 hashtag that prod Joe, TMA Inside Baseball. Uh, let me see. Let me tend to the. Yes. I, you know, I mean, what people think of hardcore fans of particular sports. I feel like soccer guy is somebody who bothers people. Perhaps is there another category of a fan Jackson that has the same kind of ire directed their way as soccer guy? I do feel like soccer guy might be the number one seed. No, they're the for a lot of people when it comes to annoying sports fan. There, I would say soccer guy because you bring in the European element. Like it's like. A little bit more like nose in the air, like no, this is how they do it, you know, in Europe and and that element of it, because it's not necessarily a uh, North American originated sport. So I feel like that's a big element of it. I uh, I would say that uh, yes, the answer to the question is an easy yes, um, and I just I don't know, I, I get it being annoyed by online social media back and forth and, and, and so on and so forth. It, it gets to a point though, that you just kind of go, okay, whatever, and move on. I, because I'm, I'm well aware of that. I, I guess if anything, uh, TMA has been the uh, target of it with the dogs thing. But, uh, but what I saw on Saturday night was just so great and so different 
for a regular season St. Louis sports game that I wasn't even thinking about soccer guy. And honestly, I thought one of the reasons why it was so great was because of the supporter section, Absolutely. which certainly would most likely be a source of where many of hashtag soccer guy would be. Um, we've been getting labeled as being anti-soccer on whether it be this show or on TMA. I, you know, I mean, it's not accurate, but, you know, like I was saying earlier, whatever, <laughs> can't control it. Don't really spend much time worrying about it. I know where I am and I know what I've said. And I am a uh, fan of the game. And I certainly am excited to see about what uh, City is bringing to the St. Louis sports team. Uh, apparently, I misspoke and said opening day is March 29th. It's March 30th. Okay, tended to that. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here, Jackson? Anything else you would like? To- oh, I got to go. T. Diddy wanted, to, got, wanted us out at uh, 1057. And I'm already overstayed my welcome. They have a guest coming up on BK and Ferrario at 11.15, and I want to respect that and get out of the program. And I apologize that we did not get to even half of the uh, the text today on Wide Birth Thursday. Action Jackson, anything else you'd like to say to the people? Uh, well, we got a Wide Birth Friday coming up, so get those questions oh, wow. ready to rock. <laughs> it's already considered a Wide Birth Friday. All right, uh, BK and Ferrario are coming up uh, here in a matter of moments. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.